Andrew McGahan here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Episode 76.5, aka Sean Sheehan's special episode of the Severe MMA podcast, is here. Andrew McGahan joined, as always by Sean Sheehan, Limerick's favourite son, and as we promised you, we had a very special guest scheduled for this week's podcast. I'm going to let you in on a secret, we were hoping to get Chael Sonnen on on Tuesday, unfortunately our schedules just clashed too badly throughout the week, it fell through, so we thought, okay, it's Chael Sonnen's Submission Underground is going to be streamed live on Flow Grappling this weekend, so we thought, okay, let's scratch our heads and think, who can we get from Pizzi. the Flow Pizzi. Association? Yes, Pizzi. okay, so Pete Carroll, unfortunately he was busy, Dwayne Finley was busy, Jim Edwards was busy, unfortunately oh, pretty much everybody was busy, so we decided to give Jeremy Botter a text and he could only oblige in the nicest way possible. Jeremy, how are you? Did you like your introduction? Man, I was pretty good until that introduction, you guys kind of... <laughs> turned on me like pro wrestling saw what the hell was that and andrew it's not flow grappling come on i mean we get that you're a grappling nerd but it's on flow combat so oh I mean, my god can't even get it right from the start no wonder chael Sonnen didn't want to come on your show <laughs> excellent so i had a feeling that may be thrown back at me in some way shape or form and here we are you're worse than roman reigns on you just not to say when someone comes back at you no i'm done that's me I, sean you can take over really here because uh i'm i'm reeling from that so what would I yeah. know about grappling? Like, well, I have a clue. You're a, a self-proclaimed expert. That's true, but I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed expert in lots of things. Uh, well, one, one thing that you are a fully qualified expert in is nutrition, Sean. And as you were telling me earlier on, ROS Sports Nutrition is the best place to get supplements on the island of Ireland. Am I right with that? You are, yeah. Head on over to orsnutrition.com, use the code SEVEREMMA at checkout on your first order for 25% off absolutely amazing they have really fast shipping a great range of products all for your pre-workout and workout needs you've heard of that already on uh, the original podcast from earlier on in the week jeremy this is the first time we've talked to you since you uh took your new job and started becoming a dictator how's that been going for you pretty good like and it's really been great because i've mostly been able to avoid talking to people like you um and so i've really enjoyed that aspect of it um uh, but, dude, I can't even. I can't even pretend. I miss you guys a little bit. Like I'm actually thinking about just coming to Ireland just to see you guys, even if the UFC doesn't run a show there, just to come hang out. That's not very you, nice Andrew. of you. I meant you, Sean. Oh, I meant, right, okay. not you. <laughs> no, That's why I answered. Come down to Munster. Don't go to Dublin. Dublin's just the worst place ever. Yeah, you keep saying that, but you know we had a pretty good time there. Yeah, it was good. All right, in fairness, it was good. So, uh, yeah, is that it, Jeremy? You're just happy. No, no more further to elaborate. What have you been doing? Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, I, uh, when I first started, I was kind of thrown into this world where I was managing, uh, essentially 12 sports that I, 11 of them I knew nothing about. The only one being MMA that I know anything about. Um, well, and so, I, yeah, I mean, well, I know a little about it. I'm not yeah. saying I'm an expert like John or anything, but like I know enough to get by and at least pretend, um, with the other sports, I didn't even know enough to get by. Like I was having to learn gymnastics and track and, uh, thankfully, you know, we've kind of changed up things. We have another managing editor that's working alongside me who takes the sports that I don't like. Um, so it, that, that actually has worked out pretty great for me. So yeah, man, just focusing on, uh, building out flow combat and grappling and, and softball is actually one of my types too. Um, and then, you know, we've got some new stuff launching here in the next few months and obviously 
God, most of my time over the last three weeks has been focused solely on Submission Underground on Sunday. So once Flow Combat became a thing, was it the sort of thing that they were going to use what they had been successful with in the past in terms of their live streaming of jiu-jitsu events and wrestling events, I think college and high school, I'm not too sure on that, but it was a thing that if you wanted to watch live wrestling, Flow Wrestling would be the place and since they got the rights for it, stuff like the Abu Dhabi World Pro, which was this year, and the IBJJF World Championships, was that just a no-brainer to follow the same format and path into MMA? It is. I mean, you know, it's, and it's the same format that's been applied to all of the sites, track and field. Like, Flow Track is pretty much the place to go to see major track meets in America. Um, you know, unfortunately, with MMA, it's a little bit harder because, as we know, there's a thing called Fight Pass. Um, and that had has most every promotion that you can think of in the world. So, you know, um, we actually, the uh, general manager for the site, the guy who's in charge of getting event rights is actually good old front row Brian. Brian McMahon is his, this is real. <gasps> his shoot, his shoot Are man. you breaking a Fort Wall there? I, dude, I am. I just, I I just broke kayfabe. Yeah. yeah, he's going to kill me, but I just broke kayfabe. But yeah, he's actually, you know, uh, probably didn't want you to know this, but he's a really smart dude and has done a really good job of going out and securing events and, you know, and, and then been a big part of uh, building Submission Underground. And, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a challenge, man. Every, every day is, has been different. Uh, but, it, and you know, I've kind of, with Submission Underground, I've had to fill the PR role, too, which has been the worst experience of my life. Like, I, I dude, I have newfound respect for Dave Schaller and his whole team over at the UFC and pretty much anybody who has ever had to do PR because, like, Dude, it is the worst job ever. It's the worst job. Having to deal with guys like you who are so needy and making demands and like, yeah, it's it's tough, man. I look, all I can say is I'm glad you caved. Thanks very much for the two grand. It'll go to, uh, to good use in the next couple of weeks anyway. I know Sean has yeah. a couple of things he wants to ask, but just when you said um, develop uh, the way that Brian has been working with the Submission Underground series, I, have, I just want to skip forward because... Brian and Shale are both big wrestling fans. You always see them uh, going to different events. The The card to me looks like it's matched up mainly with a wrestler versus a grappler. Versus a, and I know that that may sound stupid because they're both grapplers, but a guy who is dominating wrestling versus a guy who is really slick jiu-jitsu to maybe create a fun hybrid style where the wrestler has to be active to go for a submission as opposed to stalling in guard under a metamorph style rules. Yeah, I mean, I, that wasn't intentional. You know, really the intention was was to get people, you know, in matchups that were familiar to MMA people um, and to put them in an environment that is familiar to MMA fans. And so that's why we have grappling in a cage, which, offend, you know, I'm sure offends a purist such as yourself. But, um, you know, we were going for a different audience. It's a little bit different than flow grappling. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, man, I'll tell you what, dude, from the, 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 the card that we first announced, which, I mean, you know, Andrew, I know I, I had told you about the card before we announced it. Like, the card that we have now, I mean, dude, we had so many injuries. We lost Bruce Buffer to injury, like our <laughs> announcer. Who's like, going to be announcing it now? I have no idea. It's a great question. <laughs> I'll like, do it. Fly me in. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's kind of probably a little bit expensive to fly you in, and also you're probably terrible at it, so probably not. But, I mean, I like, we legit, like, we've, we've lost people to, due to injury. Like, I mean, I, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. to a text telling me of a new injury, and, like, so, man, it really gives you a new appreciation for, you know, for the UFC and, you know, for what they've done. I mean, pretty much any MMA promoter, man. Like, it's just, uh, 
it's been a wild ride. But yeah, I mean, you know, the point is to give you guys that you've you've heard of before. Um, you know, again, and it just kind of ended up this way with wrestlers versus grapplers. Um, but we, you know, we have some 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 matches that are being developed for Submission Underground Two um, that'll have some strikers that you've heard of, and uh, you know, the formula will be changed up a little bit. So come on, break yeah. one for us right now. Come on, this. No, I can't. You know, I actually. And I wanted to, um, but I can't uh, because Chael's on it will absolutely murder me. So. He'll never listen to this. How will he find out? Come on. Well, he knows who you guys are now because he's been trying, you know, we've been trying to get him on your show and his media. Man, this guy is a, a media animal doing the media schedule that this guy's doing is absolutely crazy. Um, and, you know, he's a trooper, but it, it, it does get to be a little bit overwhelming at times. But, you know, like he. Uh, yeah, he dude, he would kill me if I told you if I if I told anybody. Um, so I don't feel like getting killed by Chael Sonnen. That's okay. I, I suppose for the for the MMA fans, there's some good uh, people on. Like Jake Shields, personally, he's one of my favorite MMA grapplers. Uh, he's taking on Chris Lytle. That match is still going ahead, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's yeah. actually I'm I'm pretty stoked about that one. And dude, the the one that I'm actually kind of the most excited for is, is uh, Chael's. Chill's grappling coach Fabiano Scherner is is taking on Rico Rodriguez and like you hear the name Rico Rodriguez and you automatically think of like the Lakers. crazy like <laughs> you know reality show Rico dude that's not the guy right like he weighs two hundred and five pounds right now and he is in phenomenal shape and uh, he's actually on the the betting lines that got released earlier he's he's actually a six to one underdog which seems absolutely crazy and I can't bet on my own event but if I could I would probably put all my money on Rico Rodriguez right now. Nice. He, um, fun fact, Rico Rodriguez was scheduled to fight in Ireland a couple of years ago. And uh, the promoter allegedly took him out in Dublin to try and seal the deal. And, was it John Ferguson? And hired photographers <laughs> to ambush them. What? Oh, my gosh. See, <laughs> that's like, not... oh, Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's it. Even even the Rico from I mean I met the first time I met Rico was probably four four or five years ago and like he probably weighed three hundred you know three hundred five three hundred ten pounds at that point so I mean this guy like seeing how far he's come and you know I mean obviously his grappling credentials you know I mean I, I mean well he was the UFC heavyweight champion is an ADCC champion I mean the guy's a stud obviously Fabio Ashurn is really really good but um, that's an interesting one man and like you know there's a little bit of something for everyone I think guys like Nathan Orchard are going to appeal to you know jujitsu nerds like like andrew um so we really we really did end up tr essentially trying to get something for everyone i've um i've actually been practicing my dead orchard this week in anticipation for it you may yeah see, see i don't even know what that is yeah so. see, you may witness it uh, this weekend it's his guard kind of like a triangle isn't it yes he is it's a really high closed guard up around the back of the neck so oh. it's uh it's for this it's for the ultra flexibles um one other thing on that the Chael said, I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, that he uh, the the event is sold out or close to sold out. Metamorris was sold out, but they only had 700 tickets, and this venue is uh, apparently a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's actually quite a bit bigger. and, and um, uh, So now that we've got our production team in there, as with a lot of times, um, like the UFC will go into a, a venue or WWE will go into a venue and they'll set up their, you know, their production stuff and uh, then they'll realize that you know, they have a block of tickets available for release So we are, you know, for purchase. So we actually have uh, some – Chill actually texted me about three hours ago and said there's, there's actually um, a block of tickets available for purchase now if anybody's in the Portland area and wants to go. Um, but you know, outside of that, it's it's only on flowcombat.com. Give us a, give us a sell. So go on. What time is it on? It's on Sunday, this seventeenth of July. 
Yeah, Sunday, 17th of July. Um, I don't know what time it is in Ireland, probably like the middle of the night, but it's 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Time, 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific, and there's like, I think we have like 8 to 10 undercard matches, and then we have 6 fights, or I can't even say, believe I just said fights. 6 you matches. You said fights. It's fights. Good. God. Uh, 6 matches on the main card. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun time, man. It's going to be interesting. Tell me, tell me this one last thing, just so I can say that I threw you a hard one, okay? And I don't mean that. Like I keep saying things that <laughs> Jesus. I, sh- I keep saying things that I shouldn't say on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. I what I want to say is, with the explosion of grappling in the last while, and how more and more of these events are popular, you're already planning the second one. The first one hasn't even gone ahead yet. Was it just unlucky coincidence? that you're on on the same day as the Eddie Bravo Invitational. Do you think maybe in the future, um, I know Copa Podio used to, co- or Metamorris used to co-promote against Copa Podio um, when they were in their f- like phasing down stages and it turned a lot of people against Metamorris. I'm guessing this was a first time thing and it's just maybe try avoid that sort of stuff again. But you'd have, in my opinion, a lot more eyes on the product from the jiu-jitsu community if there wasn't two jiu-jitsu events on that weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you make a good point. Um, but again, we really didn't go into this targeting the jujitsu community as heavily. Um, you know, and, and having Chael as the promoter, uh, you know, th- there were some talks at the beginning. Like, I, you know, I was talking to Hal Teague and, and, and our editor for Flow Grappling, and I'm like, you know, here's my idea for this PSA that we're going to have Chael do, where he essentially is Donald Trump talking about how he's going to make grappling great again. Like, how do you think your people... And by your people, I mean grappling nerds. How do you think they're going to respond to something like this? And I'm like, oh, the, he, he said, oh, they'll be fine. You know, it's chill. Everybody knows chill being chill. But, like, we really did try to um, appeal to a different audience because flowgrappling.com is a monster. Uh, we already have, we have phenomenal events um, there. Obviously, we had, you know, Copa Podio, and then we've got Fight to Win cards pretty much every weekend from now until what seems like eternity. Um, so, I, you know, it, it's a different look, man. It's a different different kind of roster. We do have some ju- uh, jiu-jitsu guys on it, but it you know that that wasn't the goal. Excellent. Well, I'm still going to watch it either way. It's just jujitsu, so you you are the nerd. You are the, the audience for this, really, aren't you? Aren't you? That's yeah, just, I'm. Yeah. I'm interested to see how the cage. I mean, like, um, Chael actually. I mean, does make a good point, man. Like the the cage kind of adds a new wrinkle, like for sweeps and whatnot. So I'm uh, I'm going to be interested to see how that works out. Speaking of the cage, let's let's throw it back to MMA for a while, and I suppose. The big breaking news story this week was kind of all thanks to you. You were the one who broke it a couple of weeks back that the UFC, weirdo, uh, the weirdo <laughs> journalist, that the UFC has been sold. Just for us, like the layman here, the people, uh, a lot of people probably in Ireland listen to this. How did it all come come together that you were the one to break it, and how long did it take you to put that all together before you could actually put that in writing on a website? I mean, man, I, I first heard that the the UFC like they were they were potentially looking for a sale I mean, it was probably two years ago yeah. um and you know it, it didn't work out then and then it continued and last year i'd heard that there was like a 2.5 billion dollar offer made from from fox that was turned down and so it's kind of been a long process but um you know you know when darren Ravel's story came out uh, you know that they were talking to partners and actively seeking a 100 percent sale of the company um you know i i i think there was a lot of us i know myself and ariel were kind of on the same beat but we couldn't really get the, the sources to confirm it um and so you can't with the story of that magnitude you can't you know you can't just kind of half ass it you kind of have to be sure um and so yeah i, I it's i mean i would say probably 
two and a half weeks of a lot of phone calls and, and emails and more phone calls uh, before I finally felt you know, that I had what I needed to go with that first report, you know, and I went with that first report and I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday on the 20th. Um, and then at 11 o'clock that night, I got a, you know, what was supposed to be what appeared to be a legal letter from their law firm. Um, but you know, when I actually had lawyers examine it, they told me, look, there's no actual like legal anything in this. This is just a threat. Like they're trying to get you to stop reporting. Um, and so I went into the office the next morning and I sat down with my CEO and I, I was like, you know, like, here's what they sent me. Like, what should I do? Should I keep reporting or should we stop? And he's like, no, you just keep reporting. That's good. I suppose like there's been a lot of things uh, so since the next story. Yeah. That was Go on. Yeah, there was, I mean, the, 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 you know, the next story was the one that, that talked about, you know, WME, IMG being the buyers. Yeah. And uh, at that point I, we didn't get, a, you know, we didn't get a lawsuit. We, the company didn't get sued. I didn't get sued. I received no more letters. And it was at that point that I knew that, okay, they know I'm right. They know I've got the information right. Because uh, if I was wrong, man, they would have sued me. You know, they, yeah. they flat out would have sued me, and they didn't. How, how mad did it go there at that time? Obviously, you're getting, you said you get a lot of letters from the UFC. You probably got a few phone calls as well. But just with, like, media calling you and, you know, everyone looking to talk to you, how mad did it actually get at that point? Um, you know, it's actually, it's kind of crazy, man. Um, I mean, a lot of people, if you, if you don't know the Fertitta's family history, uh, just, you know, to quickly recap, um, you know, their granddad was pretty much ran the Galveston mob in Texas. And, uh, so I, I, you know, after that first report, I actually got a call from somebody that I trust over there and they said, Hey, like you need to start checking underneath your car and, you know, Jeez. before you start it. And I was like, what? Like, that sounds like a, like, like for a car bomb. And they're like, yeah, dude, like, I'm not saying they're going to bomb your car, but like, you should be careful. And so I kind of laughed it off, but then, you know, then of course there I was the next morning checking underneath my little car for a car bomb. Um, you know, and, and those fears, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I kind of spoke with somebody who knows the Fertitas pretty well and, you know, he made some good points about, you know, look like this is a different generation. Like if they're going to come after you, they're going to come after you with their bank account. Um, they're, you know, they're not the, they're not the, the car bombing types, um, like the, the family used to be. Um, and I, you know, we got, some calls from block numbers and with people, you know, I mean, I, the first one, I think said they were going to bury me. And the second one said I would never work again. And, you know, it, it was, it was some pretty, a pretty weird time, man. Like, and, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie, man. There was a couple of days where it was pretty stressful because usually when you put out a story like that, it's almost immediately confirmed by somebody. And like, but, but that didn't happen this time because when I reported it, everybody over there and all everybody's sources just totally shut down, totally clammed up. So it was three weeks of kind of just waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting for it to finally come out. How, were you, how relieved were you? Was it Monday, Monday night when it when it actually broke, or uh, Sunday night I think when it actually broke? Was was it just kind of a weight off your shoulders more than anything? Yeah. Yeah, it really was, man. It was, you know, because like, I mean, I, you know, as time went on, you had more and more people saying, you know, that I was wrong, and Dana said that I'm, you know, that I wasn't credible, um, you know, even though he knows damn well I am, and uh, you know, it's. But I mean, I, I guess it's better than being called a weirdo journalist. I don't know. I kind of like the weirdo journalist yeah, thing. That's you are a bit of a weirdo journalist, better, but like, you know, I, I had said. <laughs> Oh, I am, I am, I am, it's fine. And I, I had actually said, you know, in my report, I had actually said that, you know, the announcement, you could you could expect the announcement to come, you know, the day after UFC 200. Uh, and so, like, as it got closer and closer to midnight, I was like, well, I guess it's not going to happen today. I guess there's a holdup. And then uh, I got a text from, from a buddy over there who said, get ready. And I was like, what do you mean, get ready? And he said, UFC sale. And I was like, oh, oh 
okay. And then I pulled up Twitter, and sure enough, there it was. So, yeah, it was a, um, it was a, uh, it was, I, it was definitely a weight off my shoulders, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and I suppose the big question is now, what happens next? I suppose no, nobody really knows. Have you any kind of intuition what's actually going to happen next? I know Lorenzo Fertitta sent on for, what is it, six to eight weeks. Dana White's coming back in for, uh, Darren Revelle reported for five years uh, on kind of a salary. Is is that the way you see it as well? And do you think it's going to kind of be business as usual or do you think things are going to change? I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be business as usual at first, but, like, if you think that a company like WME, you know, which is a super creative company, um, is just going to, like, kind of sit by and not put in their own ideas and some of their own people, uh, yeah, you're crazy. Uh, there, there will be changes at some point. You know, I'm not saying that anybody at the UFC needs to worry about their job. I'm not saying that um, at all. He uh, just said uh, it. You know, it's they, you know, they, they are going to exert influence. <laughs> they're going to exert influence, you know, I mean, they're not just going to spend $4 billion and then just sit by, you know, only to sit by and, and, and let somebody even, I mean, dude, look, I mean, for all the problems that Dana White and I have had, I think it's absolutely genius that they're giving him a potential 9% of profits. Cause like, that's going to bring out the old Dana White, the old, the guy who was like tirelessly trying to, to make the sport bigger. Um, except now he's just going to be trying to make his wallet bigger. Um, but, I mean, I think that's a genius move, man. But, I mean, I, I don't see any major, you know, they're not going to change out the staff wholesale, the executives or anything like that. Um, you know, at least not for the first six months. Um, but, yeah, we will eventually start seeing changes. Thanks. Uh, I suppose last thing just before we let you go is we just had one of the biggest events in, in UFC's history last week, UFC Sioux Falls. What was your take on that? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one because, like, yeah, that's actually, dude. That's funny because like earlier today, I did a I did a TV spot and and they uh, before we get on, the, the guy was like, "Hey, you want to talk about the top three fights at UFC Sioux Falls?" And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, like that's happening." Forget about that. Uh, yeah. So like, I have no idea. I haven't seen a second of it. I hope there's some good fights. I'll probably watch it later. Um, early. I mean, I'm for sure gonna watch the main event. Yeah. You know, okay. as long as I don't, I don't know. Maybe I won't watch it. Well, Hopefully. Well, you're a guy who spent a lot of time with John Jones and stuff. I think you spent a day with him, didn't you, in Albuquerque at one stage. What's your take on the whole, his whole drug failure? And the, what's your take on the whole kind of the supplementing and, you know, people using that as, as an argument and on, obviously, John Jones himself then as, a, as an individual? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, John, um, I, I honestly, like, I mean, the guy is... is messed up a lot but like man i couldn't honestly this time i couldn't help but feel for him watching that pre press conference like yeah i'm not i don't know if he's guilty or not um i mean if he used a tainted supplement even if it's proven that he did use a tainted supplement and they can prove it um as malki kawa has in the past uh, with with some of his clients um dude like i mean you saw is very clear about you're responsible for what goes into your body you know and, and i mean i've seen I've had access to all of the material that the fighters have. Like, I was actually for a while in the USADA testing pool because um, they had given me access uh, as like a, as a fighter would have it. I never actually got tested because uh, I would have I would have failed for hot dogs or something like that. But chicken nuggets never showed up. But like, dude, there's so much material and yeah, chicken nuggets exactly. <laughs> there's, dude, there's no way that like a fighter cannot claim ignorance, man. They have so much educational material. There's like a 20 minute video with Brian Stan and Travis Tiger talking about stuff. I mean, like there's so much educational material available to them. Um, and you know, you saw the stances that supplements, there's no scientific proof that any supplements can, you know, actually increase athletic performance for, for top level athletes. And I don't know if that's true. I'm not a scientist, but, uh, that's their belief. 
Um, and so eventually, you know, I mean, maybe he did take a tainted supplement, but like at the end of the day, the onus is on him to, to get that supplement tested before he starts taking it. Um, man, at some point you got to think fighters are going to go, maybe I shouldn't take this creatine or maybe I shouldn't take this supplement called testogen, which is, you know, supposed to boost testosterone naturally. Like maybe they'll, maybe they'll finally start to realize it's a bad idea. There you go. No, no. Sorry, Sean. I just thought uh, I thought you were going to jump all over the test again since we had such good fun <laughs> talking about it yesterday. It's uh, it seems like a great product. I definitely I definitely need to look into some. We should get sponsored by Gat, Sean. Our Ross Nutrition are better than the wine Gat. No, no, but I mean they've dropped. Oh yeah, no, we can't even say that. I was going to say since the drop Jones, you know, they could yeah. throw a bit of cheddar, but we we let them at it. I'm happy here. Look, it's still beside me. Some vitamin D tablets there. Head on over to orsnutrition.com and check them out. Jeremy, for the people uh, just as they are leaving and signing off on this podcast, this Sunday, as, as you're pitching it, as you're going, tell us how important this, um, this signing up and the registration fee is because it gives you access not only to Flow Combat. Yeah, I mean, it, so for Universal subscribers, it, you know, there's an annual subscription. Uh, so instead of the twenty bucks a month, it's it's one fifty for an entire year. But what that one fifty does is it gives you access to not just Flow Combat, but it also gives you access to Flow Wrestling and Flow Grappling for the entire year. And like, if you think twenty bucks a month is a bit high or whatever, um, you know, and I I don't disagree with that with that with that idea. Um, but if you think about it, if you're getting all three sites for that, all three combat sites, like if you're a real, like a true combat sports fan, such as yourself and Sean, um, that's it's a pretty good value, man. Especially, I mean, flow grappling and flow wrestling really have, I mean, flow wrestling is certainly the home for, for wrestling around the world. Uh, flow grappling is quickly becoming the home for, for major grappling tournaments. And uh, yeah, you get all three, man. And, and you sign up and you get Submission Underground too. There you go. Exactly. When is that going to be? Can you reveal that? Or is that revealed at all? What? Which which part? The, sec- the second one. The second Chael Sonnen submission underground. Uh, no, I cannot. I cannot oh, reveal it. You're not. I think, I think it's like a waste of time. Yeah. It seems like there was suspense there, but I think it is just a delay on Jeremy's yeah, Skype. So delay, yeah. we are gonna we are gonna let you go. Jeremy, thank you very much for joining us. I know it was probably the worst twenty six minutes of your day. Hopefully, um hopefully you can do something now that changes your mood. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go punch myself in the face or something. Uh <laughs> no, I mean it all joking aside, I mean I know we, we kid we kid with each other on Twitter and whatnot, but dude, you guys are you guys are some of the best, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be listening to your shows even if I'm not on the podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. You're a legend. <laughs>